0: Welcome to Numbers, News, and Nonsense, a sports podcast.
1: Welcome to episode three of the podcast. We are your hosts, Brian.
0: And Ryan. And for those of you returning after last week, welcome back.
1: And starting off the pod, we're going to start with something different, and we're going to play the definition game. Where we give each other athletes names and we give them definitions like in a dictionary.
0: I will begin. Your number one athlete, define Zach Wilson.
1: Young stud, arm talent, no team around him. And my first athlete is Kirk Cousins.
0: Kirk Cousins. If, if I had to define him, I'd probably say nothing special. I mean, he's been, he's been their QB for quite some time now, Minnesota, but he hasn't really done anything special for that team. The offense isn't bad, but Kirk Cousins hasn't led them anywhere. It, it hasn't been anything special at all since he's been on that team. So nothing special defines him perfectly. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go to the NBA. Define Kyrie Irving. Dribble God
1: skills, but kind of weird. He's got some really weird uh, beliefs and stuff going on. He, like, thought the world was flat for a second. Uh, He's in the news every other day. So he's a weird dude, but he's a good basketball player. And also going to the NBA, I'm going to go with Define Seti Osman of the Cleveland
0: Cavaliers. Okay, what I'm going to do for him is I'm going to look up the definition of crap and I'm going to move that definition and put it under Osman. Osman is nothing but a pile of crap. He's never been anything good, he's never averaged more than 13 a game. And I remember last year when we got Okoro, Osman was asked the question by an interviewer. What are you going to do about the starting spot? How are you going to handle it? And Osman said something like, well, we'll see what happens. It'll be a fight. It wasn't a fight. Akora was 10 times better than Osman. Osman's a joke. I don't know why the Cavs have him. I don't know why they ever had him. He's a good guy. He's a crappy basketball player. He should maybe move on to chess or something. Your next dictionary definition is... Jimmy Garoppolo. This is perfect timing. <clears throat> all
1: I need to say is Tom Brady's backup. There's a news that just came out about an hour ago that Tom Brady wanted to finish his career with the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers declined and stuck with Jimmy G. And we all know how that turns out. Uh, they drafted Trey Lance. Jimmy G's probably not going to be
0: there next season. He's Tom Brady's backup. Man, I, I did not see that news, but that is quite devastating if you're a 49ers fan.
1: Yeah. And also going back to the NFL, I'm giving you to find Juju Smith-Schuster.
0: Great TikToker, bad NFL player. He, first off, he doesn't have a good QB. Big Ben is a joke. He's getting way overpaid for stumbling over his own feet, not throwing more than 10 yards. He's a joke. Juju takes his time on TikTok dances in the internet and doesn't take enough time on improving in the NFL, which makes him pretty much a joke in the NFL. He's nothing special right now. He could be, but he's not.
1: Yeah, I think Juju, great TikToker, an average wide receiver, but he could become good. All he's got to do is put down the phone and stop TikToking.
0: Yes. Yeah. TikTok is not his go-to right now, but I will take the next definition. Define Christops Porzingis.
1: Christops Porzingis, one of my favorite players. I'm going to define him as tall, skinny, injury prone. The dude can't stay healthy. Uh, it's hurting the Mavs. It hurt the Knicks. I don't know if he's going to stay with the Mavs, but injury-prone could be his definition.
0: Yeah, I I for sure agree with that. Um, I agree with all three, tall, skinny, injury-prone. I mean, there's nothing else to describe him. He gets injured every other day. I don't know if he'll stay with the Mavs. The Mavs can't really get much for him at this point, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did stay with the Mavs, but... I don't know. People are saying they can see the Mavs making it to the finals this year, and I start dying laughing when I see people say that. I think Luca is amazing, but I think everyone around him are pretty much bench warmers.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like the Mavs are what Luka is. So whatever he does will be where they end up. And also going back to the NBA once more, I'm giving you – Nas Reed, define Nas Reed.
0: (laughs) Question mark is my definition. He's on the Timberwolves. I don't know how things are going to be for the Timberwolves this year. Cat doesn't like the whole situation. I don't know if Cat's going to stay. If he stays, that takes minutes away from Reed. If he leaves, Reed maybe can get in and show what he may be able to do. But question mark sums it up. We'll never know until the season starts. To my last person for you to define, Richard Sherman, define him.
1: Two words, newest Buccaneer. He joined the Bucks this week, and they were in deep need of a corner. And he's teaming up with Tom Brady. I think this makes their defense even better than before. I know he's a little washed up, but I do think he will help. And it's possible he wins a ring with Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any better place for him. When he goes to a team with Tom Brady on, he'll get his leadership, and he won't clown around. He won't go trying to break doors open anymore. He'll actually stay focused on football.
1: True. And I'm going to have you define for our last one, Julius Randle.
0: Definition for him is he is up and down. Up and down is the definition. He did great in this season, choked in the playoffs, which wasn't a surprise because I'm pretty sure this was his first playoffs, right?
1: Yes, unless he made it with the Pelicans, but I'm not sure about that.
0: Yeah, so he's completely up and down. I don't know how he's going to do this year. He just keeps going crazy with his stats, and then another year he is god-awful and sucks. There's no other way to describe him at this point. Nothing too special about him. Good role player, but I don't like the Knicks building around him. I think they should build around R.J. Barrett, because I think he has more potential. But, yeah, Jolius Randall up and down, nothing special. That's my definition for him. And that
1: ends the definition game, our first ever game on the podcast. And we're going to move into a tweet I saw earlier this week. It was, if you could only watch five NBA teams this season, what teams are you choosing? So I want to know, Brian, what teams are you choosing?
0: I'm, I'm going to go obvious for me. Lakers, obviously, because it's either going to go amazing for them or it is going to go elderly players getting injured. So it's going to be crazy fun to watch the Lakers this season. So that is my number one team. My number two team is the Cavs, obviously, hometown. I'm excited to see Mobley, his – um chemistry with Jared Allen down low on the defense, and then his chemistry with Garland on the offense with the lobs. Number three team is the Mavericks. I mean, that should be obvious. Come on now. They have Luka, top five player in the NBA, crazy good. Everyone thinks that he stats pads, but I think that he just shows people how talented he is. I don't know. I think Porzingis could have a comeback year. I'm hoping he does because I would love – Porzingis and Luca to continue their young careers together and become a great duo someday. Number four team is the Bucks. I want to see how they do coming off a championship. Last year, everyone seemed to say that they shouldn't have won, that the Suns should have beat them. They only won because the Nets were injured. So this year, they have to prove themselves. Once again, that they are a legit team and that they can hopefully make it back to the finals and take down the Nets, which would be crazy if they could take down the Nets, a healthy Nets team, and make it to the finals and win again. So Bucks are my number four. My last team I want to see this season are the Jazz. They are a phenomenal team, top record in the NBA, Great players, Defensive Player of the Year. Donovan Mitchell, extremely underrated. Um, Jordan Clarkson, six-man. Joe Ingles, runner-up, six-man. Bogdanovich, great shooter. I mean, they have a lot, a lot of talent. And on top of that, they added Whiteside, which I like for his um, defensive blocks, and then Eric Pascal for his defense, too. So I like what they added in the offseason, and I am excited to watch the Jazz, and I am hoping that... If the Lakers don't win it this year, I'm hoping the Jazz win it this year. And my
1: number one team, just like you, obviously is the Lakers. Um, I'm excited to see a healthy LeBron, but also an old LeBron. So I want to see how that works out. I want to see him and Westbrook play together. I think that's must-see TV. You have Russell Westbrook with his dunks, and LeBron could also be dunking at the same time. Uh My second team is the Charlotte Hornets because besides LaMelo Ball, you also have their announcers who last year made every single highlight-worthy play sound like the Super Bowl. So that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And then my third team I plan on watching would be the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, They got Zion Williamson, dropped 27-10 last year. They also have Devontae Graham, sharpshooter, just acquired in the offseason. And they they might lose, but I think they're going to have a lot of highlights, a lot of dunks. I'm a dunk guy, so I just want to watch people dunk. Um, Which leads me to my fourth team, the Chicago Bulls, who acquired DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, and Lonzo Ball, along with Zach Levine and Patrick Williams. I think every play is going to be a dunk. It's going to be must-see. Excited to see what they do. And my last team is a shocker. They're going to be in the lottery again, I would assume. But the Houston Rockets, I miss Kevin Porter Jr. I don't know why we traded him over a stupid thing. The kid's got talent. The kid's going to be good. And I just want to watch him. Go off. So that's why I'm picking the Rockets as my fifth team.
0: Yeah, the Rockets definitely have some young studs. Moving on to offensive player of the week for the NFL. Why don't you start this one?
1: My offensive player of the week was receiver Cooper Cup for the Rams. He had nine catches for 96 yards and two touchdowns. Currently leads the league in receiving yards and touchdowns. And he's tied with Devontae Adams for total catches. And his team is 3-0, and so he's doing pretty good.
0: Oh, yeah. I Right away, when Matthew Stafford went to the Rams, I right away thought that Cup would be his go-to guy. Everyone was thinking that Woods would, but I thought Cup was his go-to guy, and it turns out that he is. And Cup is going off number one receiver in the league right now, number one receiver in fantasy right now. Still has a little bit to prove, but for sure – a complete stud, a complete offensive threat that you yeah. have to worry about.
1: Yeah, I think if he keeps it up, he'll definitely solidify himself in the top five receivers. If he keeps it up for the whole season, he'll be up there with like Devontae Adams like name quality.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. My offensive player of the week, Jamar Chase, he had an atrocious off season. Or not off season, preseason, and everyone thought that he was going to be a joke. Starting the season, he has proved that he is not a complete joke. That he may actually be a legit receiver one day. He had only four receptions for sixty-five yards. That's about sixteen yards a catch. Two touchdowns against the Steelers defense. I understand the Steelers are struggling, but it's still the Steelers defense, and you're the Bengals. You were the underdog in that game.
1: Yeah, I'm still not entirely sold on Jamar Chase. Uh, I'm gonna have to see more from him. That's all yeah, I'm
0: still, it still has a lot to prove. I completely yeah, agree.
1: Has a lot to prove. Uh, that was the offense player of the week. But now we're gonna do defensive player of the week. Three words, Miles freaking Garrett. Seven tackles, six solo tackles, four tackles for a loss, and four and a half sacks on the rookie Justin Fields. We said it last week that Justin Fields was going to get tackled a lot. And that game was unbelievable for our defense.
0: Yeah, my defensive player of the week. Three more words for you, Miles freaking Garrett. Insane. Insane. He had, yeah. Four and a half sacks. That's crazy good. I'm pretty sure that's the best in franchise history, as I recall. And they went into that game with, I want to say, three sacks and then came out and added nine more sacks to that. Obviously, Bears' offensive line is completely struggling, but they completely welcomed Justin Fields to the NFL in a tough way. Miles Garrett and Clowney. That duo is insane, and I am excited to watch them in the Super Bowl this year.
1: Yeah, I think if they play like that every week, we're not being stopped. That defense last week was unstoppable. They held Justin Fields to pretty sure a net total of like one yard because the amount of yards he got sacked took away from the amount of yards he actually threw. So – And they averaged one yard a play, so it was unbelievable how good the Browns played.
0: Yeah, and I remember before the season started, people were wondering who the player is going to be on the Browns that leads them to victories. It was pretty much between Baker Mayfield, Odell, Chubb, and Miles Garrett, and right away I said Miles Garrett. I think when Miles Garrett gets sacks and when he goes off on that defense— the whole defense is going to go off, and it did. Clowney went off, JOK went off, Um Denzel Ward went off, everyone did. Miles Garrett is the best player on that team, and he is going to lead that defense to many more wins.
1: Yeah, and we could already say he'll probably end up being defensive player of the year already.
0: Now let's get to team of the week. Go ahead with that.
1: My team of the week was the Miami Dolphins, uh, led by Jacoby Brissett. Let me say that again. Jacoby Brissett. They took the undefeated Raiders to overtime and almost won. Jacoby Brissett had a nice fourth down throw. It It was nice. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. Fourth down, send them, keep them in overtime. It was pretty clutch.
0: Yeah, the Dolphins, it, Tua is a joke. He's injured. It's probably best for the Dolphins so the Dolphins can try to move on. And Brissett obviously isn't their option for the next couple of years, but he definitely did better than what Tua would have done. Tua probably would have got killed against the Raiders, D-line. But Brissett popped off and... Went extremely close at the end with the Raiders, but lost by a field goal. So,
1: yeah, and Mike Kosicki had 10 catches for 86 yards. He's slowly becoming one of those tight ends you can rely on.
0: Yeah, as long as two is not in the game. Yeah. <laughs> My team of the week, the LA Chargers. Oh man, I don't know if the Chiefs are just completely struggling right now but the Chargers popped off. Justin Herbert, 281 yards, four touchdowns. Mike Williams, a crazy wide receiver one right now, 122 yards, only seven receptions, two touchdowns on 17 yards a catch. I don't know what's happening with the Chargers. I don't. You never would have thought Mike Williams would be the number one receiver on that team over Keenan Allen when Keenan Allen's been the go-to guy there. And then Eckler didn't even do that good. Only 11 carries for 55 yards, not even a touchdown. So when you add Eckler going off in that game, it is going to be nasty for the other team.
1: I think Justin Herbert, that was like a coming out game against Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes said some stuff to him earlier in the preseason. Actually, not to him, but about Justin Herbert. And I believe the words were something along the lines of, I'll believe it when I see it.
0: So I think he completely believed it.
1: Yeah, this is going out to uh, Patrick Mahomes, if you somehow listen. Uh, Do you believe it now? Because he pretty much throttled your team. And next, we did team of the week. We're going to do game of the week. And my game of the week was Packers 49ers. The game was expected to be a shootout with both quarterbacks going back and forth. Uh, but it started off slow with the Packers leading 17-7 to at half. But the 49ers came back but scored with 37 seconds left. And when you're playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you never give him the ball back with any time on the clock. Rodgers th- drove down, put the Packers in field goal range. Crosby drilled a 54-yarder to win.
0: Yeah, a couple things to say about that game. When the Packers gave the ball back to the Niners before the half ended and Trey Lance came in just to run in for an easy touchdown, that should be enough to show that you should be putting Trey Lance in for the game, not Jimmy G. But apparently the Niners are still that delusional. And another thing is, During the game, Aaron Rodgers looked like he was in prison or something. He did not look like he even wanted to be playing football anymore. But at the end, when he ran that ball down to the field on the offense to give Crosby the game-winning field goal, he was the happiest man alive like he just won the Super Bowl. So I think that showed that Aaron Rodgers is officially back from whatever slump, slump, whatever it was, that he was in in the offseason and the first two games. But he is officially back, and they are contenders.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I believe uh, if he plays like that every single game, they could make it to the NFC Championship.
0: Easily. I My game of the week is the Ravens and the Lions – I love the Lions. If I wasn't a Browns fan, I would be a Lions fan just for fun. I, I second
1: mean, that. I, I'd be a Lions fan too.
0: <laughs> it, it Just the coaching staff is so much fun. The players are so much fun. And they're 0-3. How, how can you think that would be fun? It just is, though. They should have won that game. Justin Tucker comes in and saves the Ravens once again. But Swift is showing that he is probably the most underrated RB1 today. Goff is showing that he is not a bad QB. He wasn't the QB for the Rams. That's understandable, but he's not a bad QB, and he's still like 26, so he still has a future, so hopefully the Lions continue with him and try to build around him and Swift. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to add, you said they were on 3 I feel like they could be 3-0 and based off of Maybe five plays that went wrong.
0: So, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and if you look at it, the Lions are showing that they are a competitive team to play. They're not going to be a contender, not for a while, but they are showing that they are competitive. And whatever team walks in and faces off against them shouldn't walk in like it's a piece of cake. They should walk in like it is. A division rival or something.
1: Yeah, they're one of those teams where you look at the schedule and you're like, oh, it's a bad team. But then you start getting that feeling like, "Uh uh-oh, they might pull it off. So, I, yeah, I would be a little scared of the Lions right now. Yes. Our next award is the Underrated Player of the Week award. Mine is Peyton Barber, who came in for an injured Josh Jacobs – And he actually was behind Kenyon Drake, but he got more carries in the game than Kenyon Drake. He had 23 carries for 111 yards and the touchdown. And he had the quote unquote game winning run to set up the winning field goal in overtime for the Raiders. Uh, But I picked him up in fantasy and kept him on my bench and he went off.
0: Yeah. I think that for the Raiders, it is, Extremely good for them to have a deep running back core because you cannot always rely on Derek Carr. I mean, he already has two interceptions this year. You can't rely on him all the time. I like how when Josh Jacobs goes down, you have Kenyon Drake, and then you have the young stud, um, Peyton Barber. So I like how they're more deep in that position. Yeah. My Underrated Player of the Week, I don't like saying it because he's a Steelers player, but it's Najee Harris. I mean, he's he's Big Ben's go-to guy, and Big Ben's is just dog crap. So, Najee Harris, without that team, if Najee Harris was not on that team, they'd be 0-3. But Najee Harris had 14 carries for 40 yards, and then... 14 receptions for 102 yards. He didn't even have a touchdown this game, but he is easily big Ben's go-to guy. There's no other running back for that team. He's outperforming the receivers on that team and he's a rookie. So at least the Steelers have something going for them. Now they just need to boot big Ben out of here and get another QB in. And then they could be a legit team again.
1: Yeah. I feel like all they got to do to fix the Steelers right now is a quarterback and they're right back into the AFC North competition.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the Steelers have a struggling O-line this year. But imagine Najee Harris with a solid O-line, what that could look like, how much more scary he could be in the run game.
1: Yeah, that would definitely be scary.
0: That takes us to rookie of the week.
1: My rookie of the week is, as Ryan stated earlier, Jamar Chase, Four receptions, 65 yards, 16 yards a catch with two touchdowns. I'm not entirely sold, as I said earlier, but he put on a good game for a rookie.
0: Yeah, solid start. I mean, you got to give credit to Joe Burrow, too, because not the best of line, and he's still getting the ball out to Jamar Chase. So I like that. I like how they're building their chemistry back together. So hopefully it stays. Who knows what's going to happen with the Bengals this year. But my rookie of the week is J.O.K. Oh, man, is he a big part of this defense right now. And he's going to be a big part of this defense in the next couple seasons. Three tackles, one assist, half a sack. Help shut down Fields, help shut down Montgomery, help shut down Robinson, Mooney, the whole Bears offense. He was a huge part of that crazy Browns defense that game. And I look forward to seeing him being a huge part of that defense for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I I was really impressed by him, and I think he proved he should be in that linebacking core. So I look forward to watching him.
0: Yeah, we will be a lot of fun watching him too.
1: And next is our prediction record. All right, pause, hold on. <laughs> um, no, so we started at 7, so we're at 32. Oh, okay, I think we're we're good on time.
0: Yeah, we're chilling because yeah. we started with like at seven minutes in or something.
1: Yeah, I saw 39 and I was like, oh, crap. But we started at seven. Yeah. So, uh, all right. We can, yeah, so we can do explanations. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, we have our predictions for week four. But first, we're going to say what our records were from weeks one and two.
0: I'm 21 and 11 with my picks. Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. God, dude, I just so given. No, cuz we didn't we didn't do 1
1: and 2. We did 2 and 3 cuz we didn't record week 1. That's right.
0: Oh yeah, that's embarrassing right. actually.
1: Yeah. Um, good thing we caught that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, we're going to do our prediction record. That, oh, Jesus.
0: Okay, I got this. Oh, yeah, you do it. And finally, uh-huh. that brings us to our next week's predictions. No, that doesn't make sense because it's this week's pretty much because it will be out like Saturday. All okay. right, wait, wait.
1: I got this. I got this. Hold on. <laughs> um, and finally, we have our predictions for week four. But before we start with those, we're going to give our total records from weeks two and three.
0: I am 21 and 11.
1: And I'm 23 and nine. So I have a two-game lead, but that means I can't lose any because then Ryan's going to tie me or pass me.
0: Yeah, and obviously you're going to lose more because you're not as bright. So I look forward to taking the lead this week.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll look at it at
0: the end of the season, all right? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start off. Jags and Bengals. Oh, man, one of the worst Thursday night football games ever. Snooze first. Bengals, easy. I see them killing the Jags. The Jags are a disgrace to the NFL. I mean – Urban Meyer is finally realizing that he needs to play James Robinson as much as he can because James Robinson is going to keep Urban Meyer his job at this point. Trevor Lawrence is doing awful. I actually um I actually saw a stat on Trevor Lawrence too this season. Trevor Lawrence is the first QB to throw 7 plus interceptions in his first 3 career games since Deshaun Kaiser. Where is Deshaun Kaiser today? We don't even know. He was on the 0-16 Browns, one of the worst QBs for that franchise. Who knows if Trevor Lawrence is going to go in that same direction as he did. Yeah,
1: and Joe Mixon last year against the Jaguars had 151 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, So I'd say start him in fantasy and watch him go off.
0: Yeah, because Jags defense is nothing, nothing, nothing.
1: And our next game is Titans versus Jets. I'm going Titans.
0: Titans easily. Zach Wilson's a joke.
1: (laughs) And the next game is Lions versus Bears. And I'm going Lions. I think this is the one they win.
0: Yeah, I'm not just thinking the Lions will win. I'm rooting for the Lions to win because, like I said before, I love the Lions and the Bears are an ugly mess. I hope they lose games so that they fire their coaching staff so that their coaching staff doesn't ruin Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, I think the coach needs to be changed. Uh, Also, including that Mitch Trubisky took the Bears to the playoffs twice, that was on Mitch Trubisky. That was not on the head coach.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But right away, head coach pretty much turned it on Trubisky, and everyone thought he was the problem. He obviously wasn't. I'd rather have them have Justin Fields for the next couple of years other than Trubinsky, but they will most likely send Fields in the exact same direction if they keep that coach. Yeah. That brings us to the Colts versus the Dolphins. The Colts will win this one. Dolphins are having a tough time just pretty much everywhere. Their defense isn't doing as good as everyone thought they'd be. Two is injured, which is good. Brissett. I don't know if he can keep that up. But it's, it's a disaster. It's also a disaster for the Colts because Carson Wentz, who they traded for, is injured right now. So if you have Jonathan Taylor, start him in fantasy. Hopefully they start using him a lot and not the running back committee. But they will definitely have to go run game more now that Carson Wentz is down.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, in addition to the running back committee, uh, Marlon Mack requested a trade. Uh, but I'm also taking the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) embarrassing. That was embarrassing. (laughs) I'm also taking the Colts because I think this is the week they'll put it together. They are also 0-3, just like the Lions. I think they both secure
0: wins this week. Yes, easily. And that brings us to the Browns versus the Vikings. I was completely wrong. I didn't think the Vikings would win last week. They somehow did. So – that's why I think that the Browns will win this game much easier because the Vikings aren't 0-3. So I am going Browns this week.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to say Browns, but I think it'll be close.
0: Yeah, uh, but not at all. It'll be a pretty big gap in between the scores when the Browns blow out the Vikings.
1: No, I think we'll win on a game-winning field goal from Chase McLaughlin.
0: Yeah, a a game-winning field
1: Seven-yarder.
0: Hey maybe maybe he's the solution to our problem. We can maybe, only hope. Maybe he is. That takes us to the Washington football team versus the Falcons. I'm going Washington football team. I think I want Fitzmagic back so badly. But it's the Falcons. They're going Washington football team is going to win this. The Falcons are a joke. They're a mess.
1: Yeah, I think the Falcons pretty much suck. Uh, But they pulled out the win against the Giants. But Washington football team, their defense is going to rock Matt Ryan.
0: Yeah, and and question, where on earth is Kyle Pitts? Because he is not getting the ball as much as he should be as their first-round pick this year. I think Matt Ryan relied on Julio too much, and he doesn't know how to change it to Kyle Pitts. I'm hoping he does because I want Kyle Pitts to start going off as he should be because he's a monster, but he's not getting the ball at all.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty mad about that. He's a talented receiver. Uh, I, I don't get why he's not getting the ball. When he does, he makes plays. Uh, I I'm not sure what they're doing with him.
0: Now that takes us to Texans versus Bills. Texans, I don't even know what to say about them. They are somehow going off, but then they get injured every other play. So they're nobodies. The Bills have been blowing out teams, so the Bills will win this one easily.
1: Yeah, Bills win Josh Allen five touchdowns.
0: I'll, I'll raise you one and put six.
1: Yeah, I just want to bring it up that last week I said Josh Allen would throw four touchdowns, and he had four touchdowns. So that was a good prediction.
0: I don't recall it, so I don't know if I can believe that. (laughs) Giants versus the Saints. Saints. Giants. Really? Really? Giants. No. I don't – Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel – Crap! Oh, man. He is not their solution. I don't know why they keep thinking he is, but I do think the Giants can pull this one off somehow. I think Saquon will pop off this game. So I'm going Giants.
1: Yeah, I'm going Saints. Uh, I don't think the Giants are going to win. I think they'll win two games this year.
0: Man, that is that is you must have been hit with a brick or something. In the they head. are 0-3. I understand that, but it's week four. Let's relax. Nope. Let's relax. They're horrible. Let's relax. Horrible. Chiefs versus the Eagles.
1: I'm going with the Chiefs. They're, they had a bad game last week, but I just think they're going to pull it out.
0: I have the Eagles beating the Chiefs this week. I think Jalen Hurts pops off. Devontae Smith pops off. I don't hate the Eagles' defense. I don't hate the defensive line. They got some vets, but Chiefs are completely struggling this year. I don't even know if they can make it. It's going to be a struggle for them to even make it in the playoffs if you look at the team right now. I don't think it'll stay like this, but if it does, oh, man, Patrick Mahomes, all that money, you're stuck. Yeah, I'm I'm still
1: going to go with the Chiefs. I don't trust the Eagles.
0: Yeah, it's it's a up and down team for sure. But let's look at Panthers versus the Cowboys.
1: I'm actually going to change my pick right now and I'm going to go Panthers. I think Sam Darnold, I think him and Dak are going to have a shootout and I think this could be one of Sam Darnold's best career games against the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, well, I I said the Cowboys, but I'm going to change it to the Panthers. But then I'm going to change it again back to the Cowboys because I'm smart. Because the Cowboys will win this game. Did you see their defense last week? Their joke of a defense completely popped off somehow. I don't know how. It was it was a miracle. It seemed like a dream to me. But they popped off. And their offense is completely stacked. It's Zeke is finally getting touches. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's actually doing something right now. Tony Pollard is a great backup. He's got some um, speed with him for sure. Dak Prescott, hopefully MVP. CD, Amari Cooper. I mean, too many weapons. The Panthers cannot win this.
1: You're forgetting the Panthers' defense right now is one of the best defenses in the league. I think they shut down the Cowboys' stellar
0: offense. She – Here's the thing with the Panthers' defense. So they have played the Jets. Zach Wilson, tell me, how is he doing? Not good. They've played the Saints. I'll, I'll give it to them. I'll give it to them. They held them to seven. But then they played the Texans. Tell me, tell me right now, how are the Texans doing? Not good. The Panthers' defense is good, but you have to look at the teams they play sometimes. And that is why the Panthers' defense will not succeed this week against the Cowboys. Yeah, we'll see. Let's take a look at the Seahawks versus the 49ers. Why don't you tell me what you have?
1: Uh, I'm going 49ers. It's kind of a risky pick. but Yeah,
0: yeah, extremely risky. You'd probably have better odds going to Vegas and trying to win the lottery at that point because the Seahawks will win this game. It won't be close. I don't know why you would pick the 49ers.
1: I I have a feeling they're going to do some Trey Lance magic.
0: If they play him. maybe. But Jimmy G is their QB right now. So there's not any magic there. There is more like crap. Moving on from the Seahawks and Niners, let's look at the Cardinals versus the Rams. This is going to be an extremely fun game to watch.
1: Yeah, this could probably be game of the week next week. Um, I'm going Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford have probably 10 combined touchdowns. Uh, This game might go to overtime because of how close it is, which would be pretty sick to watch.
0: Yeah, this is as early in the season as it is. This is – going to be a win that one of these teams needs. I mean, both 3 and all right now. Both QBs can easily win MVP. Both playoff contenders. I mean, this is going to be a crazy game. I am excited. But I do have the Rams winning this one. I think Stafford will go off with more of his experience in the NFL over Kyler Murray. And our next game is the Steelers versus Packers.
1: Uh, I'm going Packers, Aaron Rodgers, if he shows up like he did last week, they win.
0: You're telling me that Big Ben and the Steelers, Big Ben that can't run more than 10 feet without stumbling over his feet, you're telling me that they can't beat the Packers? Well, then you're completely right, because the Packers will blow out the Steelers this week, just like the Bengals did last week.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping they do. Steelers deserve to lose.
0: Yes, they do. Ravens versus the Broncos. I am excited to watch this game, too.
1: Yeah, I am, too. Uh, I'm picking the Ravens, even though I like the Broncos. I think Lamar could possibly do what he's been doing and just pick apart the defenses. Uh, the Broncos have a good defense, which makes me like reluctant
0: to choose the Ravens. Uh, but I think they're going to win. I'm going Broncos. Let me tell you why. Lamar has three passing touchdowns, three interceptions. He is doing awful with his passing, and people thought that he improved. He did not improve. He just went downhill even more. I don't think that the Ravens, with a struggling Lamar, could get past the Broncos defense who have showed that they can hold teams. I am excited to watch Teddy Bridgewater throw some touchdowns in that game to beat the Ravens, but that can can for sure be game of the week. Yeah, I think it could be. Buccaneers and the Pats, old Tom Brady and Belichick. I am excited. Some Sunday night football.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, but I also think the Bucs completely wreck
0: the Pats. I'm complete opposite. I think this game is close, and the Buccaneers win by a field goal. 27-24 Buccaneers win this. I want the Pats to win. I really do. But they just can't win with a young Mac Jones and reigning Super Bowl champions, Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, I think the reason this game is pretty big, though, is – Tom Brady is going to pass Drew Brees for all-time passing yards. He needs 68 more yards. Uh, He's going to do it, I would think, the first quarter. All the Pats fans should be happy for Tom Brady. Uh, Some of them might not be, but, you know.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely a good place for Tom Brady to be when he passes and gets that top spot.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, a perfect – moment for him to beat the passing yards while he's in New England.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, we have some Monday night football. Raiders versus the Chargers. Who do you have for this game? I'm taking Derek Carr and the undefeated Raiders. I'm, I'm liking the Raiders. I'm loving how they're undefeated. I think it's just the funniest thing. But I do have the Chargers winning this game. Chargers end the Raiders' streak. Chargers win it. Broncos win against the Ravens. And then Broncos have the top spot heading into week five. So I am excited. I am excited for the AFC West.
1: Yeah, it's definitely pretty fun to see the Chiefs dead last in that division.
0: It's it's funny. that That division is probably the funniest division I've ever seen. Chiefs, who you would think would come back after getting killed in the Super Bowl, be at the top spot, no. Raiders, who everyone thought wouldn't win more than three games, are undefeated right now. Crazy. Broncos, who had a crazy struggling QB problem, 3 and 2 And then Chargers, who are your Las Vegas odds, I mean, are 2-1. and one, And hopefully they can stay above the Chiefs.
1: And that concludes our third episode of the podcast. Numbers, news, and nonsense. Uh, we started posting on Twitter, so go give us a follow there.
0: That is at NNN Sports Pod. Make sure to look it up, make sure to follow.
1: Yeah, we'll be putting content out there. And as always, if you're listening, come back next week. We're doing episodes every week. Saturdays, most likely posting. We record Wednesdays, Thursdays, so we try to get them out before Sunday football.
0: Yeah. So until then, we will see you next week on numbers, news and nonsense.